it going, everybody? It's Josh Remini here with your Functional RX podcast. And this week, we are going to talk about a topic that uh, I teach a lot in uh, nationally for pharmacies is the uh, topic of drug-induced nutrient deficiencies. Sounds smart. So what does that mean, really? Um, Great question, because I had that one again. So almost every medication robs the body of a nutrient um, when taken, um, probably about half. So if you can imagine, so we'll go over some lists of common ones, but uh, we always associate prescriptions with side effects. But what if the side effect was of the drug was it lowered the body's ability to absorb B12, for example. So all the food you ate didn't have enough B12 because you didn't get it to the tissue because you took a drug that depleted the body's sources of it. Um, so now, is that a genetic thing or is that specific drugs specific do that? Specific to the drugs, yeah. Okay. So you could, you could layer on genetics, which I do a lot, right? What if you have uh, a problem with methylation and you didn't have enough folate in your body's methylfolate to get rid of homocysteine and, and methylation reactions and all that stuff. But what if you took a drug that depleted the body's sources of folate and then you have a genetic problem with hmm. folate and then you got that double whammy. So yeah. I talk to my patients all the time about, all right, because we're pharmacists, right? We have to, we're, we're charged to talk to patients about the side effect of medication. And if right. the side effect is a depletion of a nutrient, let's say B12, for example, then we, we, we recommend a repletion of that uh, so they don't get the side effects associated with the depletion of a nutrient. Right. We, you know, B12 is super important for DNA repair and, and synthesis and energy levels. And, you know, sometimes it's as simple as identifying a nutritional imbalance and repleting it. That was my next question. You know, if you're taking certain drugs that you know has a normal C to deplete something, would you recommend your nutrition to be adjusted to yes. get different? And you can sometimes get it from food, and sometimes you have to get it from supplements or both, right? So there's certain, you know, we all know that, you know, iron is rich in certain types of foods and things of that nature. But what, what's been going on all this time is people will take a drug and it'll rob the body of the nutrient, but we don't, we take chronic medications chronically, right? We take them daily. So if you can think about the nutritional deficiencies mounting up over time, it gets more and more severe because mm. we're less and less inclined to to understand it. A good example is uh, the acid suppression drugs like PPIs, like Protonix and Nexium and Prilosec. Uh, massive amounts of people take them either over the counter or by prescription, and they take them daily, right? Because they don't want that heartburn or right. that GERD to happen. They'd rather just keep eating real bad. Well, they lower they lower acidity, right? But what's the side effect of lowering acidity? So this is kind of the mechanism behind this deficiency. Well, we lower our ability to uh, activate um, the things that break down proteins. Uh, and there's magnesium, B12 um, deficiencies, calcium. So the side effect of these drugs long term is, you know, femurs break and bone density goes say, down. Yeah. Well, what if that was the side effect of those meds what if that was a direct correlation to the depletion of that nutrient over so many years hmm. so we try to 
magnesium, I've talked about it before, it's responsible for like 400 reactions in your body. You really kind of want that on board. You kind of need that. It's more of a macro micronutrient, right? We need lots of it. Well, if you're taking one, two, or maybe three drugs that deplete certain nutrients, you're going to be in a backlog. So proton pump inhibitors, those drugs, those acid suppressors, we need bone support. We need magnesium. We need B12. Um, Another good one, well, antibiotics, that's the one that always people understand, right? Because probiotics are so popular now, Mm -hmm. and we know more about the microbiome, and you see all the commercials for all the different types of probiotics. Um, The consumers know that the the critters down there are really important. Well, we all know that antibiotics that are designed to kill bad bacteria in our systems also kill the good stuff, right? Mm. So we always recommend repleting the gut uh, from the barrage of the antibiotic with certain probiotic strains, right? right? So that's that's a nutrient depletion Mm because those probiotics are not just happy critters down there. I think that's going to be our ne- one of our next topics is critters? just talk just talk oh. about critters. <laughs> hey, I the, the do microbi- get a question, the then. microbiome. That and I don't know if this is off topic because you know you're you're smart. Um, kombucha. So what's the what's the deal with that? Why is this well, becoming it's a, fer- a thing? It's a fermented beverage, right? right. So the fer- fermentation process creates live cultured bacteria, which is healthy for us nutritionally. So it's almost this. It's like it's, a mini probiotic. I was gonna say it's got to be the same as a probiotic, just not on the same level. It's. I always tell people using fermented foods. In this case, you know, sauerkraut's fermented foods. There's things that, that have prebiotic and probiotic cultures. Prebiotic means food for the critters right Mm. so food for the probiotic strains these fermented foods contain a lot of prebiotic fibers that the 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 microbiome feeds on and also is good for gut health we know so much about the gut down there there's trillions of bacteria down there there's more cells down there than we have in our own body um they're important for different types of synthesis of vitamins and nutrient absorption all sorts of 70 percent of your neurotransmitters 70 percent of your or more of your immune function is those guys mm-hmm. um, like i said whole topic just for that but in this case those drugs that we use to fight bacteria and and when we're sick also have health consequences on destroying the gut hmm. there's a specific um antibiotic clindamycin that we use quite a bit for uh, people that are you know allergic to penicillin allergic to erythromycin all that type of stuff it's like one of those heavy hitters if you will um 10 days supply of clindamycin can wipe out your entire microbiome for six months oh wow so if we don't replete what happens is when the good critters go away bad ones start to grow and people have probably heard of c diff or c difficile super uh hard to treat it's a gut bacteria uh, hmm. when overgrowth uh, can cause lots of problems with the toxins yeah, it produces. i can't imagine that's good no so if you didn't replete the gut with good bacteria the chances of clindamycin causing c diff um is much more um problematic for sure so that's an easy one for us at the pharmacy i'd say 80 to 90 percent of all of our patients that get antibiotics will get a probiotic we're really good at that one Hmm. Uh, other ones to consider uh, birth control oral estrogens uh, i always feel is a a important one because uh, 
when a young female gets put on birth control for the first time, those oral estrogens deplete certain B vitamins, B6 being one of them. Um, And what happens when there's a depletion of B6 is very, very um, important for neurotransmitter production. So if we lower the food sources for these mood stabilizing and helping uh, neurotransmitters by taking a drug, or in this case birth control, or oral contraceptive, the side effect of oral contraceptives is depression. Hmm. Um, But what if that depression was due to the lack of a certain B vitamin that got depleted when you started it? So instead of, but what happens when a young female goes on birth control and then she becomes depressed? The doctor will give her an antidepressant, right? right? So then we, what, what if we missed because so we, we layer it on with another drug rather than replenishing the... What if we repleted the nutrients that mm-hmm. the drug was was depleting and we avoided that altogether, right. right? We stabilized the mood. Another great example for oral birth control is folic acid. Mm-hmm. Well, folic acid is very important uh, to prevent certain types of birth defects. We know that. But what if a female's been on birth control for years and then gets married... Uh, or in your case, your your wife decides to ha- wants to have babies, goes right off birth control, right? Mm-hmm. And then let's say the next cycle they got uh, they got pregnant. Well, the first trimester of folate deficiency is what causes all these birth defects. So it it can take one to two, maybe even three months to replete stores up. So if we didn't educate someone on the right. importance of maintaining high levels of B vitamins before they got pregnant again we've done a good job if we've trained them and, and educated them on that right um, and that's really all we're trying to do with our podcast with our social media we're just trying to educate people so you can have better results with yeah things and then the reason that we're doing this podcast now is so i can get that voice out too because i've been i've been doing this stuff for years it's really hard to talk to one person over and over again if we could talk to a thousand people within this 15 20 minute podcast and you can have a thousand people hear the message rather than just that one person right you feel like you've done your job well i think the the messaging is so much more important than these singular transactions yeah you can make a difference a big difference in in larger amounts of lives what if that one thing I just said today about birth control and folic acid, you know, you can replete B vitamins easy. They're cheap. Get right. a good quality, high potency multivitamin and take it, you know, another reason to take a good multivitamin. You can, you can address a lot of these nutrient deficiencies with meds. Um, metformin is a common medication for people to take with uh, type 2 diabetes. It helps with blood sugar management. And it's very successful. It's a great drug. Well-documented B12 deficiencies associated with metformin. So what is very common for a diabetic is to get neuropathy in their feet mostly, Mm -hmm. right? When you have misguided blood sugar uh, over time and your elevated blood sugar destroys the nerve endings and Mm -hmm. you get this type of neuropathy that diabetics get. Um, Well, there's a type of neuropathy also associated with B12 deficiency. 
So yeah, common common thing common here. threads is well, I'm only giving you my my anecdotal information because right. these are things that have literally happened to me. I had a oh. patient that was treated for diabetic neuropathy with expensive drugs too. Lyrica is not cheap. Gabapentin went through the whole arsenal for nothing was helping his neuropathy. And then they found that he had a B12 deficiency. Oh, look at there. Oh, wait, he was on metformin. So let's repeat the B12. What happened? Got fine. Neuropathy went away. Hmm. So the moral of the story is if we don't get out there and educate on these, these things sound so simple, right? Oh, it's just a little B12. I'm fine. But we have these documented cases of issues that happen with these deficiencies. Right. Uh, a big one for me is the statin drugs and CoQ10. You know, it can it depletes CoQ10 because this way that statins work is the same way that our body makes CoQ10. Right. And it's a pretty well-known supplement now, but generally speaking, CoQ10's really important for every energy-producing cell in our body. Mm-hmm. And the most energy-producing organ systems are our gut, our brain, and our heart, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're taking a statin for cardiovascular health or high blood, cholesterol so you can have cardiovascular health and you're depleting the body's sources of CoQ10, you've just lowered the octane level of your body's right. energy capacity. You're just taking Dr. Phil and you're going to the next level. Got he got to. He got everybody. I mean, I just remember I used to have a, a supplement company where I would, you know, I'd just sell what people were, were asking for and they were not good supplements. It was just what I what I had to do. I didn't have to do it, but... They CoQ10 just got super, super popular. People were buying it left and right, and it was after the Dr. Phil episode, but no one knew why. It was more of just, well, well Dr. And there's, Phil there's said to take it. There's things with absorption on CoQ10 as well. It's a super huge molecule. It crystallizes on itself. It's poorly absorbed, so mm-hmm. a crystal-free, solubilized form is important. Again, you get what you pay for right. in supplementation. I... I tend to gravitate on the clinical professional side of supplementation because all of this is science-based. There's a pharmacology behind every nutritional product, just like there's a pharmacology behind every drug product or medication that we take. So, yeah, what is everything boils down to those little energy-producing ATP mitochondria in our cells. If that's out of balance, nothing can work. Right. And so when when people are taking some of these these uh, medications that would deplete their nutrients. What do you suggest that they do to make sure that they stay in balance and to make sure that if something were to come out of balance, they were able to replenish what they are, are reduced in now? Well, first is to do an assessment, right? And you, this is probably something you could Google, right? Or Dr. Google, the, the evidence-based stuff behind this. Now, it's hard to predict or show somebody that lowering levels of nutrients is going to cause a consequence. But I always talk to people about optimal nutrition, Mm. not RDA recommended daily allowance kind of stuff. Because the RDA of nutritional products is, was only created to identify the risk of the disease associated with the deficiency. So like scurvy and vitamin C, well, you need 60 milligrams a day to not get scurvy. So in in order to not die from vitamin C deficiency, you need 60 milligrams, but is that optimal? We're one of the only mammals in the world that don't make a synthesized vitamin C. So it's an essential nutrient. We need Hmm. to get it from our diet. 
Um, goats make 50,000 milligrams of vitamin C per day. And we're a little bit bigger than goats, or goats at least are... you're twice as big <laughs> as a goat. So if does 60 milligrams make sense from an optimal perspective? Of course not. But that's what people think they need, right? Because the RDA Cause says, what it says. My, my allowance is I need 60 milligrams. Well, in reality, for optimal nutrition, you probably need a little more. So yeah. having having a consultation or, or, or a pathway to understanding the nutrient deficiencies is one. Like, all right, when we do this screening with all of our patients, like these are kind of things you get when you come to someone that really understands and cares about what you're going to do. But I, like I said, I teach this to pharmacists for years now. Not a lot of pharmacists are getting that we need to educate our patients on this nutrient deficiency. Right. It's a side effect of a drug, and that's kind of our job. So they're getting it, but it's becoming more known. There's books about it now. There's a book called Drug Muggers. Uh, it was written by a pharmacist, uh, Susie Cohen, and that was a good book for me to read and for other people to read. But it's really, all right, do I take a med? Does it have the potential to deplete a nutrient yes or no if so what is it and then what's the strategy behind repletion can i eat more green leafies right or can i eat more foods associated with some of those nutrients um or can i cheat if you will with supplements and sometimes you just need you can't eat coq10 it's not like it's abundant in all sorts of things Mm. um so it's kind of and then if there's polypharma involved what if there's three or four drugs that deplete the same nutrient well i'm going to look at those a little bit more right i'm Mm going to look at those more um from those standpoints and there's there's kind of like my top five i always have top five categories Mm -hmm. and you know the ones we talked about today uh, the birth control the metformin b12 the proton pump inhibitors for uh, bone support and protein um, looking at uh, the statins or the CoQ10. There's other cholesterol and cardiovascular medications. Some of those other ones can deplete certain uh, electrolytes or nutrients as well. So knowing knowing what's you know you're getting robbed of and then repleting it and coming right. up with a schedule. And I'd rather have someone take a good quality supplement every other day than taking a crappy one once a day. Right. You get what you pay for. It's either good for you or good for your wallet. Uh, it's generally not both, right? right? So every time I say to somebody, hey, this is the best one on the planet, and then I say for the price. Right. I, I can recommend much more expensive, but you got to be careful. Labeling requirements aren't, aren't regulated very well. Um, the FDA doesn't really have the strength or power to mandate what's on the label be actually in the bottle and generally speaking most run-of-the-mill supplements i don't trust yeah if it's not pharmaceutical grade generally what's on the label is not 100 percent accurate <laughs> well it, it, it's funny because uh you know i don't know if i mentioned this on last week's or not but you know i read an article that cvs health you know the big chain drugstore um they were taking a stand and going to make sure that they third party analyzed all the supplements on their shelf to make sure that what's on the label was in the bottle. Well, they made it sound like nobody did that. And like, we've been vetting that process for 10 years and I've been using the right products. As soon as they announced that 7% of their supplements got pulled off the shelf. So 
you know, they want the glory for saying, mm-hmm. oh, I'm the best, look at me. But they could have been doing that for the time that they should have been doing. Right. Why wouldn't you vet it if you're a health, you know? Yeah. So anyway, I just thought that funny because that's kind of the cloth I came from. But that's big business for you, that's right? That's right. Well, speaking of big business, you, you're a car guy. What what kind of car stuff you got going on? Anything good? Yes, I'm uh, I'm anticipating the delivery of my new Jeep Gladiator. When when will that be here? And I when request and when and what is it? Right, <laughs> it's a Jeep with a truck bed on it. It's pretty cool. It's amazing. Um, so I got a pre-order special version of it, and it's their. Uh, it's on route. It's going to be here within weeks. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, I thought it was going to be like next year kind of thing nah they uh special built it did delivering uh and i i got the cherry red version in honor of my old jeep so that's gonna be fun where are you going first in it uh i don't know my wife said i can't really go right to uari and go (laughs) off-roading with it yet um so i'll probably just have some fun with it i'm actually exploring we talked about nanoparticles Mm. in our last episode right with the liposomes well, I'm, I'm researching ceramic nano coating for cars. It's like a thing. Like you put this extra coat on your car and it's supposed to be like no wax ever needed ever. So you're going to have a nanoparticle Jeep. I think so. I'm going to look and geek out on that stuff, you know? <laughs> awesome. That's my car update. Fantastic. Well, we appreciate all the uh, information because... I surely get a bunch of education whenever we come and talk. Yeah, like I said, man, you know, we're here to just make sure that the things that I've been hearing and talking to my patients about one-on-one, you know, we can get to a bigger level. And that's why, you know, we we appreciate everybody listening and, and all my patients are like, yeah, I got the likes right. podcast. That was awesome. So, so make sure you share, comment, yeah. subscribe, tell all your friends, all that fun yeah, stuff. Like me. Do- <laughs> like me. Like Be me. my friend. Uh, uh facebook instagram all that good stuff thank you for helping me out with all that stuff ryan <laughs> that's all i'm good for I'm i have, science guy. I'm I have not really no good idea what you're talking about i'll just put it in front of the people that you want to hear it <laughs> <laughs>